Today is Sunday, January 7th, 2024, and this... Damn, you can find anything in Vegas. Yeah, anything you want, Vegas has it. Is 500 by Midnight, the original Las Vegas podcast, show number 903. Las Vegas, we are! Just thinking of all the amazing times that we've had here in Las Vegas. I hope that you're having an enjoyable stay here in Las Vegas, and also hope that you have been fortunate. I do wish that for you. We're gonna give Daddy the Rain Man suite. Do you dig that? We're going to Vegas, Mike. Vegas! Do you think we get there by midnight? Money, we're gonna be up 500 by midnight. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! Las Vegas is waiting. Hello, everybody. This is Tim. And this is Michelle. Welcome to Five Hundred by Midnight. How are you today? I'm all right. Oh, it's already happening. What? <clears throat> oh, no. Is your throat being... Yeah. I've got a little bit of a cold, so uh, my I, I'm a little off. Oh. My voice, my throat, it might just give out at any moment. Oh, no. So I apologize, but I, hopefully we can get through this. Yeah. I'm super sleepy, mostly because I haven't seen the sun in about a week. Yeah, that'll do it. Well, this ought to be an uplifting one. Uh-huh. We got a bunch of news to get caught up on. We've got some listener calls. Hopefully, we'll get through everything. Let's give it a shot, shall we? All right. All right. This podcast is listener supported. I'd like to thank some of our longtime patrons, including Jesse King, Jason Haley, Casey Tripp, Josh Lobelson, Paul Prackle, and Whitney Bredow. Thank you to these and all of our patrons. Yes, thank you. If you'd like to support the podcast week in and week out and keep this little train wreck going, <laughs> visit patreon.com slash 500 for all the details. We throw some bonus content your way as our way of saying thank you, and we do appreciate all of our supporters. Okay, let's let's jump in. Let's start with the. there's a new ordinance. We mentioned this a while back that this might be coming, and now indeed the Clark County commissioners have passed it. Uh, you are no longer allowed to stop on the uh, Las Vegas Strip pedestrian overpasses and within 20 feet of the surrounding escalators and elevators. They're calling it a pedestrian flow zone. Which looks like something you'd see on a maxi pad box. <laughs> what, where does the pedestrian part come in? <laughs> Maybe it's like, I don't know, pedestrian versus rush hour. Like I don't know. There we go. Okay, yeah, so... Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Th- I wouldn't mind them... Enforcing the 20 feet surrounding the escalators. Oh, the people who stop at the bottom of the escalator are a scourge. Mm -hmm. You should be allowed to just push them. And there's usually people loitering about at the top of the escalator. That's true. There often are. That might be part of the problem because some of those people are the 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 hustlers, the people who are like trying to hand you out, hand you advertisements for strip clubs and stuff. Just don't impede my my way. And that's what they say they're trying to prevent. We'll yeah. see. Um, I don't mind someone just chilling on the overpass, though. Whatever. If you're well, if you're just going to stop and take a picture, I don't think anybody really cares, and that's why I think this will be selectively enforced. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's unlawful to stop, stand, or engage in activity that makes another person stop or stand within the zone. I think so, they still have some spray painted signs from Formula One, so they're just gonna just gonna leave those up. Yeah, it was. Like in in the overpass. Uh, yeah. If you get in trouble for this, um, $1,000, up to a $1,000 fine, six months in jail or both, hmm. I'm guessing you get like 
You'll get a warning first, probably. Yeah, I'm guessing it won't be a big thing. It, like I said, it's going to be selectively enforced. They're going to tr- use this to try to keep people from selling stuff and from from like performing. And, and, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> there will probably be an ACLU lawsuit. They've already been making some noise about it. So we'll see what happens. I don't think it's really anything to get that shook up about. But I would imagine, I know that there was some outrage when this first came up. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. If anybody ends up getting uh, in trouble for this, please call a re- call in a report and let us know how, how it went down. I don't think it'll end up being much. It'll be just one of those things that's not enforced, but time will tell. Speaking of overpasses, there are plans in the works for two new North Strip overpasses. There's still a ways to go on the uh, approval and you know final plans for these but this is another sign that there's some stuff happening on the north end of the strip which is good news Mm -hmm. there's a circular overpass that's been in the works for a little while uh, at las vegas boulevard in sahara i think the main goal of this is to get people to and from the that festival ground when there's stuff happening there um that's been in the works for a while but it seems like it's getting closer there's a company that put some actual plans and a budget together. So um, that one might be getting closer. And then more recently, Resorts World has been working with the county on a plan for an overpass at Casino Center Drive, which is a good idea, I think. Um, now mm-hmm. that there's more traffic down there with Fontainebleau opening yep. and stuff, it would be good to have um, some easier ways to get across the street without mm-hmm. having to dodge traffic. So there's still some steps that will need to happen and final approval and that sort of thing. No timeline yet, but... Um, it's a good sign for the North Strip, I yeah. would say. Speaking of the North Strip, this is kind of interesting. As you know, uh, on almost a daily basis, I do um, some sleuthing online, keeping an eye on construction permits and trademarks and all kinds of other things. Mm-hmm. Found something the other day that is a little, uh, I don't it, it may be something, it, it may, may be, be nothing. nothing. Time will tell. But uh, I thought it was worth mentioning. The, the chunk of land that, used to be part of the Riviera land. There's 10 acres that Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority was originally planning and using as part of their convention center expansion. And then there was a planned sale that fell through, and now there's another planned sale to the developers of the Harmon Corner and 63 Las Vegas retail Mm -hmm. complexes. Um, That has not closed yet. It looks like the owner's... The ownership is still listed with the county as the Convention and Visitors Authority. And in November, the county board agreed, or the uh, Convention and Visitors Authority board agreed to spend $6.5 million to do some prep work before the sale closed. So it's like some excavating and stuff. Mm -hmm. Moving some dirt around. Pretty much moving some dirt around to the satisfaction of the new buyers. But um, the noteworthy part is on one of the, in very small print, Mm-hmm. On one of the plans, the project is referred to as Margaritaville. Interesting. So this leads me to wonder, Does do the developers have an agreement with Margaritaville to either move the existing Margaritaville from Flamingo, build a new Margaritaville restaurant and bar, or mm-hmm. perhaps this one is probably a little bit more of a long shot, a Margaritaville hotel. They have said that the development could include a 500-room hotel, but it would probably be a later part of the development. So I'm very curious to see if this is going to be anything. Again, it may not, but it's interesting that 
I've never seen plans where there's a just like completely unrelated thing as the title of the project. Mm-hmm. Um, so that tells me that there's probably some sort of plan for some sort of Margaritaville presence down on that end. And I know that that restaurant at at Flamingo has historically been one of the highest earning restaurants um, in the country. So maybe a second one would make sense, especially since now there's more activity happening down there on the north end of the Strip. Time will tell. We will definitely keep an eye on it. And uh, I don't know. I know that there is a, I think there's like a timeshare um, somewhere in Las Vegas that has a Margaritaville branded hotel really? component. Is, yeah, because a, a couple of years, maybe it was a year or two ago, I remember thinking that I was surprised that there wasn't a Margaritaville hotel mm-hmm. in in Las Vegas. And yeah, there is one, but I don't know the logistics of that or how long-term the deal is or any of that. So again, this may be something, this may be nothing, but I found it moderately noteworthy and I know some of our nerds will find it interesting, so <laughs> I thought I'd mention it. Keeping on the north end of the Strip, uh, Fontainebleau. New Year's Eve festivities included a party in their rooftop venue, which is called Poodle Room. There are very few details about Can this. Can you bring a poodle to the Poodle Room? They've been using poodles, probably not. Well, maybe. They've been using poodles in some of their promotional things. Like that's kind of a mascot okay. thing. Is the poodle wearing a bow tie? No, but it's, it's one of those like really frou-frou big poodles that mm-hmm. they've spent like hours and hours grooming they had a social media post this week where there was one like hanging out in a suite in a tub in a suite mm-hmm. i don't know whatever anyway as long um, as it doesn't poop all over the lobby you can't it's hard to control those things if you don't have a well-trained poodle it's gonna shit all right, there's few details about Poodle Room, but the website PoodleRoomLV.com has an application form. This is a private club situation. There seems to be a little bit of a trend building of high-end private clubs. I know Wynn's got something going on, and I think there was another one that was announced recently. Um, I'm not a fan of this sort of exclusivity mm-hmm. of this nature. I think your exclu- exclusivity should be if you gambled for it, but if you pay like a big... I don't like member only clubs just rub me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So, so just being turned away from your new balance because of your new balance. No, this is a whole different level that mm-hmm. I understand to an extent too. But so anyway, I'm hoping that this fails miserably because it would be a good thing. I think for more people to be able to enjoy that awesome view and that space. So we'll see, you know, what comes of it. But right now it seems to be a private members only club. So there you go. You can visit the website if you want details, although there's not much there other than an application form. Mm -hmm. Expect to shell out big bucks if you want to be part of it. There's a new lobby bar at Venetian called Sala 118. That was like a new lobby bar. It looks Mm -hmm. really nice. It's like a loungy loungy space with bar seating as well, and they're definitely focusing on Italian cocktails. Uh, It's inspired, the name is inspired by the 118 islands that make up Venice. I learned something new. So, same. While I was putting this together, I had no idea that there were 118 Venetian islands. Yeah, that's more than I would have expected. Mm -hmm. The new lobby bar is open from 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. Um, It looks lovely. I would not be opposed to having a cocktail there sometime. Okay. Venetian does a pretty good job. You know, they've been revamping their their bar and lounge Mm -hmm. scene. They seem to be doing a pretty good job with it. So... 
Hooray for them. Hooray for this. It's a nice space. All right, some entertainment news. Every, oh, there goes my voice. Every year or so, we have a story about a new hologram show that's planned for Las Vegas. This has gone back for years. There was a Liberace thing that was in the mix for a while. And the only one that's ever really happened is the Whitney Houston show that was at Flamingo for a while. But that didn't do so well. It didn't last long. Well, now we've got another one that's been semi-announced. There's a British company that's saying that Elvis Evolution is going to be performing first in London and then eventually moving to Las Vegas. So we'll see if this happens or not. Um, I could see, I don't know, it seems like Elvis isn't really a hot commodity anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, 20 years ago it still was, and now there's not a lot of Elvis stuff in Las Vegas, and it doesn't seem to necessarily do real well. So I don't know. We'll see. I don't, I, I'm guessing that this will never end up. I think there's always going to be an association with the city. For sure. With him, but... You used to see impersonators all over the place. Yeah. There's very little of that now. There's still a few, but... uh, And and then, of course, the Cirque show bombed when they had an Elvis-themed Cirque show. Mm -hmm. Um, There's just not as much Elvis stuff. So we'll see if the hologram does anything. There's been an ABBA hologram show in London that's been a huge success. It's had great reviews. I I wonder if eventually that'll make its way to Las Mm -hmm. Vegas. I would maybe consider seeing that. I almost wonder, and I don't know if I've brought this up on the show or if it was just in conversations with you. Yeah. I could see done right that a hologram thing could work at the sphere. Yes. Because I think you, I, I can't remember if you mentioned it on the show or to me either. I, remember, I just remember you mentioning it. And the reason I think that is because we've seen from like from the reports of uh, people who've seen you two mm-hmm. and from the footage of people who've seen you two that the, um, you know, the band itself is almost secondary to the overall visual experience. So if you were to do something right, you know, a really well done production with holograms as a performer mm-hmm. of, you know, musicians that no longer are touring or no longer exist in this world. Um, if it was done well, I think in that space it could work. Mm-hmm. I'm always skeptical. I am too. But I think having the ABBA show being done so well. Yeah. Makes me a little bit more open to it. Right. Maybe. It it depends on the artist. It depends on how they're going to do it. Like when Timberlake was going to have a hologram of Prince at the Super Bowl. No. Fuck no. No. I was about ready to run him out of town. But There are a <laughs> lot of reasons to run Timberlake out of town. <laughs> but if it, yeah, if it were done, I, I don't know. I'm kind of protective of Prince. I'm not sure why. I just, I still feel like that should not be touched for a while. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like at least with ABBA, the artists are living and have given their yep yeah. So yeah, it's not sure. there's in that weird morbidity around it. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll see if Elvis ever makes his way in hologram form to Las Vegas. But I wouldn't be surprised if we don't uh, yeah. speak of this ever again until our next hologram story, which will be what'll be the next one. The Beatles probably not just because the licensing issue. I feel like the Beatles yeah. are more protective of. Like their estates are more protective Mm -hmm. of what they do and they already have love there. Yes. Uh, I mean, Kiss is already developing a hologram show. That'll probably end up in Vegas at some point. Yeah, I could see that. So that'll be something. All right, moving along. We have a new twist on a residency this week. Nightclub performer Tiesto um, has announced a... Citywide residency. Not to be confused with your favorite DJ, Testiculo. Testiculo is my favorite. Um, no, this is different. It's close. I think they're cousins. 
Tiesto has announced um, a shared artist residency, and it's the Tau Group and some other clubs on the Strip. So there are dates throughout 2024 at the following venues, Live and Live Beach Club at Fontainebleau, Omnia at Caesars Palace, Tau Beach Club at uh, Venetian, and Wet Republic at MGM Grand. So if you're interested in seeing Tia, I didn't pull clips. It's oh, that's just, okay. just It's just... <laughs> um, that's not true. I find this interesting, though. It's an interesting concept, and I think it does cross... Like, I don't know that all of these venues are owned by the same... I know Tau Group manages some of them. I think Liv is managed by a different group, so it's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find out about it, go to TiestoVegas.com. Dates and tickets are all available there, and... He is, so I I guess, does this make him like the official DJ of Las Vegas now? I don't know. Because he's playing strip from one end of the strip to the other. They could just put him in one of those. Remember for a while when they had those, uh, there were like plexiglass trucks with strippers in them? Yeah. Those were fun. (laughs) Uh, They could put Tiesto in one of those and he Mm -hmm. could just perform up and down the strip. Although they wouldn't make any money on that. No, that's the key. Yeah, forget it. That's a bad idea. They should bring back the stripper trucks, though. Those are fun. All right, moving along. There's a new immersive experience we talked about a while ago. It's coming to Luxor called Play Playground, and it has an opening date of January 18th. So this is the one that has like large-scale games that you can play. During the day, it's family-friendly. At night, it's adults-only. So they have 20 different games. Is there a ball pit? There, <laughs> uh, if you're lucky, there might be a ball pit. <laughs> if you want to see what types of games they have and learn about how much you're going to pay and all that stuff, go to playplayground.com. We talked about it more extensively previously. I just wanted to mention that it's opening in about two weeks. So hooray for that. I wouldn't be opposed to checking this out with friends. Okay. I'm sure that it's entertaining under the right circumstances. Are you adding it to a list or are you checking on the Vikings game? Um, yes. Note to self, <laughs> dragged him to play playground. Something we didn't mention during the most recent show and it never really came up and I was kind of surprised during our... Um, Lions are up seven zip. During our trip uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I had left the door open before we left to possibly going to the Arch District. And, it, and I thought... Yes, you did. I thought maybe that it would come up and it never did. And the circumstances where they have a new bar there that is a combination of dog and pirate themed. And that's enough to maybe get me to go there. Mm-hmm. So Not so much the pirates, more the dogs. I, I like the I like the combination, though, mm-hmm. of the pirate dog theme. And it's not like there are dogs there, but they have like... Pictures s- and... Picture, stuff with dogs that are like dog pirates. I don't know. It entertains me. I like the idea. I would consider going... So I'm softening on my Arts District stance. They finally did something that convinced me. There have been other things they've put out there that I've been like, nah, I don't need. There's a, like a Wisconsin-style dive bar there. Like, yeah, there are those everywhere here. Yeah, yeah. That's just a short drive away if yeah. you so desire. You don't even need to go to Wisconsin for that. You can find those around here. So, I'm looking at the Play Playground thing now. Yeah. What, it, uh, There's like a giant version of Operation like does somebody have to sacrifice themselves no, for the group? No. It's just a huge a huge uh operation board. Yeah, you, What do you use inst- for the tweezers? I don't know. It just has a 
a weird picture. And you have to successfully mend limbs. I saw a a meme online recently blaming the the game operation for our entire generation's anxiety. No, that's perfection. That's coincidentally, that's the next slide. I think it's a combination. All those games. All those games where if you touch something or if you didn't finish it in time, you'd get a buzzer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, moving along. There's a longtime strip performer that has a new venue. His name is Nathan Burton. He was at Flamingo for a while. He's played at a bunch of different places. He does an afternoon comedy magic show and has a new 200-seat venue at Flyover. If you don't remember what Flyover is, that is an entertainment uh, venue at Showcase Mall between MGM Grand and Planet Hollywood where you can go and it's like a flight simulator thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So they've added a little theater there for Nathan Burton. And um, he's on most weeks he's playing every day but Thursday at, for a 4 p.m. show. The schedule varies a little bit. There are some off days in there. Um, if you're interested in going, he's got he's he's had good reviews. His show has been well received. He's been around for ages. Um, tickets run between 22 and 52 plus fees through his website at nathanburton.com. So good. I don't I, I like even though we I don't know we haven't gone to one in a long time, but I like the afternoon show. Yeah, it's inexpensive and then it doesn't take up something you're doing in the nighttime exactly so there you go more afternoon shows mm-hmm. what was the afternoon show there for a long time there was an afternoon show at flamingo yeah and then they touted it as like the only topless afternoon show oh right i have to find what that was yes I'll, maybe i'll make that a flashback J- clip just look for a topless show i'm sure that'll narrow it down well, I've got in my in my show notes. I'm sure. For, usually, I'll search if I think of something like this. I'll search. I have a folder of all our past show notes, mm-hmm. and I can search for something I probably had in the notes, and that'll bring it up. Okay. So, I just like that. That's such a Vegasy thing for a show to tout itself as the only topless afternoon mm-hmm. show. Like, really want to see some titties? Can't stay up late? We got you covered. We're Las <laughs> Vegas, fucking a. All right, moving along. Michael Mina has another new restaurant coming. He just announced Orla at Mandalay Bay, and now we've got um, we got a new one coming to also sort of Mandalay Bay, Four Seasons, the hotel within a hotel at Mandalay Bay. He's going to be opening Bourbon Steak sometime in 2024. He does good work. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that this will be a fine restaurant, and uh, I've never been in the actual Four Seasons part of that complex I would maybe consider going for a Michael Mina steak. Yeah. So no, no. Is um, that replacing their Charlie Palmer? Yeah. But that's been closed for quite a while. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Charlie Palmer used to have a steak house there, and because they used to have like a weekly special that was fairly reasonable. very popular yeah. too. Yeah. So there you go. Hooray for Michael Mina. All right, Formula One. Haven't had to talk about it lately, but we did mention a while ago that once gaming numbers came out, we would discuss it. Looks like uh, Formula One resulted in some. Fairly decent results for the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, Here is what the gaming revenue numbers showed. Um, For the Strip, they did better than last November, so year over year better, but not, they didn't set like an overall record. They were actually lower than July. I don't know what happened in July. You were there. There you go. I did, I probably, did I do well in July? I've done, I've been doing pretty well, so yep. I don't think I contributed to the record month in July, at least not significantly. Um, downtown, however, 
took a dive compared to last November. So the event definitely didn't help citywide. It was limited to the strip. <laughs> um, as far as visitor counts, there was a slight rise. I like how you, it almost seemed like you yelled, it didn't help citywide. It didn't. It was limited. And I would imagine that if you were able to break it down on a property by property basis, mm-hmm. it would be even more limited than that. High-end properties, I'm sure, did quite well. Yep. Mid-tier, not so much. Yep. When I was having my hair done, my stylist and I were talking about it, and it seemed like it really benefited some people, but really screwed other people. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in a second, too. So a couple other numbers regarding visitorship. Uh, There was a very slight rise of 0.8% from 2022, um, but that's lower than the overall trend for the year. Uh, The year is up 5.4%. So, um, yeah. Again, statistics, you can kind of take them in many different ways. It definitely did fairly well, but I don't know. I don't know what their expectations were. Like, it would be interesting to know what they thought yeah. it would do for the overall numbers. Meanwhile, there are some small, relatively small businesses in the area surrounding the strip and where the racetrack was that have mm-hmm. begun making some noise about the amount of money that they lost last year mm-hmm. as a result of the event and all the construction surrounding it. Yep. So this is like um, Stage Door and Batista's and there's a gas station over in that area and some of those places that have lost millions of dollars in mm-hmm. business as a result of people not... Being able to access them. Or, yeah, not, not wanting to be inconvenienced trying to access them. Or that. Um, they've begun suggesting, and I just saw another article pop up today, I think it might have been in the Las Vegas Sun, that... Um, because they've lost a significant amount, they want some compensation from Formula One. Mm-hmm. And they've they've been, I think that there was like a, well, we'd hate to have to take this to court. <laughs> so there's like an implied threat that... We'd hate to have to talk to Glenn Lerner about yeah, this. Exactly. So we'll see if anything happens. There was an article on lvsportsbiz.com, which does a pretty good job of covering sports-related issues in Las Vegas. Um, and like I said, something else in the Las Vegas Sun today. So that tells me they probably, I think they have a law firm and probably a publicist who's uh, <laughs> drumming up some stories for him. We'll see if anything comes of it. But uh, time will tell. Finally, the uh, this week, the Las Vegas, and I don't mean finally, like we've been waiting for this, but finally, finally this the is end our of last, our news items. Uh, yeah. The Las Vegas airport has signed a deal with a company called Bags of Nevada, according to the Review Journal, that will enable remote baggage check-in locations near the airport. I was just thinking about this the other day and how we used to do that. There used to be. I don't. Do you remember what that was called? I don't. I remember doing it at Bally's, though. Yes, and I think downtown the one. Or when was it a, was Bally's downtown, they had a location at Plaza. Uh, so the way that this used to work, they had this company where you could go to a location. They had several, I think they had one of Venetian too. They had uh, several locations on the strip and one or two downtown where you could go check in for your flight and leave your bags with them and they would transport them to the airport and then you wouldn't have to go hang out at the airport for very long. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a small fee. I don't remember what it was. But But it was worth it. It was worth it. And we would do it. This is back when Sun Country didn't suck balls. Mm -hmm. And we would do it for Sun Country and we would... Um, check in as early as we could and um, upgrade to their pseudo first class mm-hmm. um, before those were sold out. And it was a really good thing. This all ended 
in 2001. Around September? September. Yeah, September of 2001. Perhaps the 11th? Yeah. Uh, when things tightened up as far as security and procedures and things, mm-hmm. this went away. Thanks, Bin Laden. Can't jerk off on an airplane anymore either. But um, Does that, um, that means you go over your allocation for liquids? Huh? Never mind. Yeah, I missed that reference. <laughs> but with this new service, I don't really exactly understand because they're not necessarily talking about hotels and having presences there. They're going to put one at the car rental center. That makes some sense to me. But then otherwise they're saying other other um, remote check-in locations may be added to Terminal 1 and Terminal 3, which you're already... That's just a fucking sky cap. Yeah. How is that any different? And then pop-up locations during high visitor volume times. So this is odd. It doesn't seem like they're quite hitting the mark with this. Like if you're already at Terminal 1 or Terminal 3 to check your baggage, why? Why why leave? I don't know. I do remember taking a taxi to the airport to check bags and then go back on the strip Oh, we did that. Yeah. Man, can you imagine doing that now? We'd be like, fuck this. Again, we were just trying to get a comfortable flight home. Yeah. Once you're at the airport... I mean, you don't know how long the TSA lines are going to be. God, I forgot that we used to do that kind of shit. Yeah. We've changed. We've changed. For the, well, not for the, just different. It's just different. Different priorities. And I feel like, yeah, once you're at the airport, you might as well stay at the airport. Yeah. All right. So we'll see, we'll see what that ends up being, if it's a thing or not, but I thought it was worth mentioning. All right. We've got a whole bunch of phone calls. I'm not sure if we're going to get through all of these today, but let's, uh... We got some Fountain Blue reviews. We got some drunk dials. We got some fun calls. So let's right. jump in. Hey, Tim, Michelle, and Max. Uh, this is Doug from Virginia. I had a work trip to the uh, West Coast this week, uh, but as always, tried to plan a, a side trip to Vegas on the way home. It was a shorter trip this time, uh, only about 27 hours on the ground, but some Vegas is better than no Vegas. Uh, with it being such a short trip, I kind of stuck to uh, my favorites. Cosmo, etc. But completely fortuitously, I was there uh, on the Thursday that Fountain Blue was open. So I uh, decided to hop a cab up there and check it out. It was kind of funny. On the, In the cab on the way up there, uh, the cab driver wasn't even sure where the drop-off was. But uh, we found it. It's on the north side of the resort. Um, it's kind of funny, rolling up at the drop-off, all the taxi valets had these, like, powder blue tuxedos on. It was it was an amusing uh, visual. Uh, Remind me of something you'd see in, like, a 70s show or something. But I'll give you some, some of my quick first impressions of the place. Uh, you walk into the lobby, a big sort of open, curving lobby. Uh, gave me impressions of Aria, but it was nice. And then you start wandering off to the right toward the casino and they had a bunch of like Instagram social media type spots. You could tell they wanted people to stop and take pictures and post, you know, with like little neon lights or giant gold dice or something. Um, so we walked past there and uh, into the casino itself. It's a very large casino, a big open air, like the ceiling is two or three stories up. And, uh, you know, on some sides there are walkways, I think, to, like, you know, some of the showrooms and nightclubs and stuff. But huge open-air casino, big round uh, center bar, center of the casino. 
uh, hanging over the bar is this giant chandelier, and uh, it's cliche, but it definitely gave me uh, cosmopolitan chandelier bar vibes. Uh, the other thing I noticed at the center bar is a distinct lack of video poker, and uh, I think that's really a miss. Uh, maybe I just missed them, but I didn't see any video poker at the center bar. In fact, I, there was a lack of video poker all over. The only place I found it was at the sports book. Uh, and of course, since it was opening weekend, the terminal I was at wasn't even working. Um, but so yeah, uh, that really surprised me. Um, but I did have an easy time getting signed up to the players club. A lady with a handheld device scanned my driver's license and I had a card in about a minute. So, uh, that was good. Props to them. I'm coming up on time, so I'll call back with a few more thoughts. All right, thanks for that. We will hear from him a little bit later. His video poker observations are similar to yours. Yeah, there's some. there are a handful of machines scattered throughout the casino. Otherwise, it's just that bar at the tavern. Um, so pretty limited. We didn't really talk about that, The uh, that it is such a uh, an open, yeah. airy, high-ceilinged space, which isn't necessarily unique, but it goes against all the old Las Vegas principles mm-hmm. of low boring ceilings and yeah yeah it's it's definitely a soaring um space to be in i like it i can't remember if we mentioned this last time but did we talk about how the tvs were positioned in the game the no table game no areas? no no we didn't and that was something that i took note of i really liked where the table game pits are they have sort of a canopy over them mm-hmm. and they had three TVs on each side. Like on the inside instead of the outside. Yeah, on the inside of those. So if you're sitting there playing... And you need to check the score, you could just look up. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I I like that design. That's good. Because I, you know, in our short attention span culture where we need not only to be entertained by what's in front of us, but also entertained by a sporting event, Mm -hmm. I'm certainly a victim of that. And uh, I like that. Lions are up three. 13 zip, by the way. Fantastic. Thank you for the update. All right. Next up. It's Matt from OKC. Just got back from a three-day trip at Delano. Uh, First time staying at Delano. We stayed at Mandalay before probably 10-plus years ago. Uh, Very nice uh, hotel. Very quiet. Uh, One of the main reasons we we chose it. Definitely uh, Mandalay. Uh, If you decide to stay there uh, in winter, uh, I say that's a pretty good bet uh, as far as it not being super busy. I think the summertime when families and children are there for the pool, uh, it's probably a place to maybe stay away if you're not looking for that type of crowd. Uh, but overall, uh, nice experience. You definitely have to commit to staying on that end of the strip unless you're planning on Ubering everywhere. Um, we took uh, both trams uh, from Mandalay to Excalibur and then the tram at Park to Bellagio. We did that a few times, but definitely, definitely a hassle that uh, you have to kind of accept if you're going to make your way to the middle of the strip uh, without without a ride share or a taxi. Uh, I would say that the the tram um, is kind of hit or miss if it's working, and they don't stay open late very often. So you have to keep that in mind if you're returning to your room uh, late. Uh, went and saw the new Fountain Blue on a Saturday morning, about probably about two o'clock. Uh, fairly busy. Was definitely kind of thrown off whenever you arrive at the front of Fountain Blue. Uh, all of their their valets are in really really nice suits, 
and I really didn't know what was happening or going on. They're very, very bright, uh, kind of a silver blue color, and just uh, they're very nice, uh, but it just kind of throws you off when you first get there because it's not what you expect to see. Uh, table game minimums uh, high, uh, kind of what we expected. Um, very clean, very modern. I can't imagine just going there a whole lot. Uh, it is pretty far out of the way. Um, you know, the foot traffic leading there was quite busier than I thought it would be, but I think maybe once the newness wears off, they might have to think about who they're marketing to because I just can't imagine, you know, me and my, me and my family staying there based on the cost that we saw. Also hit up the new Durango, uh, the brightest casino I've ever been in. The, the windows were really cool. Table minimums were great. Uh, food court was busy. Didn't get a chance to do it, but uh, Durango was really, really cool as well. Uh, we'll call back uh, with, with more here in a bit. All right. Thank you for your report and your observations. Appreciate that. So, yeah, these calls are from, um, like, immediately after Fountain Blue Open. This is bef- from before our trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so did we context. not see the suit people, or did they not... Did they stop wearing the suits? I don't know. Or... I didn't notice anything out yeah. of the ordinary. But we've had two, yeah, two mentions there. So maybe that was just a, I don't know. Might not have noticed it. Yeah. And yeah, are were we dropped off by the lobby? We took a cab. Yeah, we were because we walked yeah. in the lobby. I remember being fairly impressed with the lobby. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I didn't notice it. Yeah. I may have just been so um, stunned that I was actually entering that building after all right. these years that my there mind was definitely that feeling. Yeah. All right. Ready for a good old fashioned drunk dial? Sure. We got some this week. Yeah, man. Michelle, we are finally back. Been four fucking years. We had extreme fuckery and then we had a child, but we made it back. And we're playing the slot machine as the Packers because it was Vikings when they, when we sat down, but they suck. And the sphere looked at me, and it was creepy. And we're staying at the Waldorf Astoria, and it's okay. And we went to the Golden Tiki, and the drinks are really good, but the food was terrible, and you have to be really drunk to have that food. And we went to Omega Mart, and you have to be really high to enjoy Omega Mart. And we went, we stayed at the Waldorf Astoria and it was okay. And we had the lip smacking foodie tour and it was really good. And Google it or watch on TikTok. And my wife is going to lose all her money because she's playing for the Green Bay Packers. All right. <laughs> we'll hear more from Ben in a little while. We had a chance to run into uh, to Ben while we were there and his lovely wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was semi-apologetic at the time for his drunk dials. I'm like, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. I had seen we the, those. I had seen the uh, the transcripts. I get these emailed transcripts whenever mm-hmm. uh, we get a voicemail message, and I'd seen them come through. And I'm like, "Well, this is going to be an interesting one." Mm-hmm. So I love that. Thank you, Ben. Glad you had a good time. All right. Next up. Hi, Tim and Michelle. This is Linda calling from Winnipeg. Hello, I've been Linda. listening to you guys for years, but never actually called you. So here I am doing a drunk dial. I'm with my husband, Nolan, at El Cortez. We're in Vegas. We've been here almost a week. We're heading home tomorrow. And just want to say we are losing our asses at this Frankenstein game. But drink service is fantastic. I'm on mimosa number five. So that kind of eases the pain. And also want to say we checked out the Fountain Blue. We went in there, walked around, 
Play Planet Moolah, lost my ass on that game, too, but had some good drink service. So, having a good vacation. All right. So, hope to meet you one day, and I'm going to say goodbye now. Thank you for the podcast. Love it. This is Linda from Winnipeg signing off. All right, Linda. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Appreciate you checking in. Glad you did. That Frankenstein machine, I understand, because mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. Yes. And you're like, oh, it's one of those machines that they 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 do something to make you sit there and play longer than you probably should. Mm-hmm. Smart design. Yeah, for them. it's one of my favorite new slot machines. Yeah, and it's fairly widely available. We, we played at Fountain Blue. Yep. Uh, we've seen it at a lot of places. Yep. So, so. Yeah, they have them at Cosmo. I've seen them downtown. I think I played for quite a while at Fountain Blue, at least. I don't remember if I won anything or not, but yeah. um, I got some good play out of it. All right. My throat's getting worse as we go, but I'm oh, going to yeah. try to tough it out. I'm going to try to get through Do these Do you need calls. a lozenge? Probably, but that's okay. I'll, I'll wait till after we get done here. All right. Next caller, please. Tim and Michelle, Zach from Elk Grove calling. Hello, Zach. Um, here for a three-night trip, uh, staying at the Palazzo, but wanted to just knock out one call real quick, just about the Fontainebleau. We walked down there today. Um, our good friend Misnomer's Twitter three thread, uh, I did read, I was hoping it was going to be long, but he's usually right about this stuff and, and he pretty much nailed it, unfortunately. Um, and again, this place has been open five days. I get it. I'm not trying to be a snob or poo poo stuff, but like I said, Misnomer's Twitter thread, very accurate. Um, it's, it's very pretty. Um, Mother Wolf, the Italian restaurant there, looks great. Didn't get a chance to eat there because it wasn't open when I was there, but it looks fantastic. However, um, it's very understaffed so far. In fact, uh, there's not even like a look like a little grocery store where you go get like water or Tylenol or whatever if you're a guest there. So I had to walk up to the bar and pay $8 for a bottle of Perrier um, just for a bottle of water. The signage there is terrible, especially the rideshare stuff. Um it's very hard to find things. Again, I understand it's just open, but just throwing it out there. Um, there is a weird mix of clientele because of where it is. Um, it's just literally right across the street from Circus Circus, which I know most of us probably realize that, but don't fully appreciate it until you're staying there. So you get, you get kind of a weird mix of people in there. It's, it's very high-class people mixed with folks that have walked across the street from Circus Circus. Um, very few stores open. In fact, a lot of stores have signs on them. Not opening until late 2024. There's a Gucci shop um, that supposedly is not opening until winter of 2024, and there's signage up for that. The sports book there, um, they call it the tavern. You're basically walking a restaurant, and it's a very small sports book in the back. Um, and people were like kind of gushing over it online. I don't get it. It's basically a restaurant with a small sports book in it. Um, the they, they, the gaming is priced like the win, but it's not the win. Um, and uh, the bathrooms are, are kind of weird. They're down a long hallway. Um, and when I got on there, they kind of stink. They're just kind of a weird funk to them. Um, I think they're going to do great business with the Las Vegas Convention Center. It's quite literally out the back door. Um, but as far as, like, getting a draw from people to be going to, like, win Encore, Venetian Palazzo, even, like, Circa or Cosmo or Aria, I don't see it yet. And, and I guess they'll find their stride eventually, but... Um, it's, it's just kind of, it's built for like it to look nice and flashy, flashy. Um, but a lot of sizzle, very little steak so far. Hope they find their bearings, but I don't, I don't see them ever being a real challenge to those other places that, uh, I mentioned already. So anyway, just want to get the font blue report out of the way. We'll call back tomorrow with a uh, full trip report. 
Hope all is well. Hi to Max. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much for your report. Appreciate that. I, I like getting um I like getting all these observations on Font Blue and mm-hmm. early thoughts and stuff. I do still think um I think convention business is gonna carry them. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they'll they'll find their thing. It's still very early. There will be a lot of changes though. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know who the hell is gushing over the tavern, but it's like it's not a great setup. As yeah, as sports books go. I mean, we had a good time there sitting at the bar and playing video poker, but Right, but I don't like that it's a restaurant bar. I don't like yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Moving along to our next caller. Hey, Tim and Michelle. This is Josh. Hope you're having a great holiday. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Welcome. Uh, recently in Vegas, uh, stayed three nights at the Lux store for an event. Uh, arrived late. Uh, had a 2 a.m. food court meal at Nathan's. It was $50 for two hot dogs and a very mm. mediocre cheesesteak. So skip that. Uh, next day, I had a work event uh, at the Lux store, of all things. Uh, ended up uh, that evening getting a seat at the bar at Carbone. Uh, had a lovely meal there. A bartender... Their name, Bernie, was really, really awesome. Um, followed up with a concert at Virgin uh, with Lainey Wilson. Uh, it was a rodeo week, or as you call it, cowboy cosplayers, which my boss got really a good laugh at. Uh, Virgin, let's just uh, spend just a second on that. Place was totally dead. Uh, not a gambler in sight. Uh, bar at, you know, at basically, you know, 7 o'clock at night had maybe all 12 guests, and the tables had a $25 minimum, and no one at them, which was very sad. Um, ended up uh, at, off the record at Park MGM. Uh, they had these karaoke rooms that I didn't know about. They were really cool. Uh, did that until about 1 in the morning, and then uh, we chased an In-N-Out Burger. And i got to say, arriving at In-N-Out Burger at 125 when they close at 130 is probably a jerk move, but the people there couldn't have been nicer, and the burger was great. I uh, spent the next day on Fremont, because I just keep hearing that on your podcast. Um, we finally found Let It Ride, which my boss is chasing all around the Strip. Um, they don't sit and play Let It Ride at any MGM property. Found it at the Horseshoe. I had a lovely uh, dealer that had been there for 46 years. She was awesome. Uh, we ended up at Circa. I had a very mediocre meal at Victory Burger and Wings. The wings were very breaded, not barely any chicken on them. Uh, but regardless, it was great to see the sports book. Anyway, wishing you guys and Max a lovely holiday, and thanks for all that you do. Cheers. Bye-bye. I love how everybody is including Max. Oh. How, how kind of you to include our dog. Yes. He's just milling about here, mm-hmm. waiting for something to bark at to disrupt this whole high-quality production of ours. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Sounds like you had a good trip. Sounds like you made the ma- most out of a work trip. I appreciate all of your reviews and your thoughts. Thank you. All right. Let's get back to Ben. Holy shit, I got drunker than I meant to, so I might have said <laughs> this, I forget, but I saw the sphere and it looked into my soul, and there's so many dogs on the strip these days. Where do all these dogs come from? You can't gamble. You're like two years old. So my wife is playing the slot machine as the Green Bay Packers, and she won like $50. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> I like how abruptly his call ended. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. We'll hear one more time from Ben. appreciate you checking in. I hope that uh, when the sphere looked into your soul, it wasn't like too horrifying for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next up. Matt from OKC again. Uh, main purpose for the trip that we went was seeing Garth Brooks. Uh, saw him on Saturday at Caesar's Palace. Uh, we've seen him a few times uh, in Vegas before. Seen him at the Wind. Seen him at Park MGM when he's been there in the past. Uh, so the first time seeing him at Caesar's, uh, I would definitely say you know his show is just as good as, as we remember. Um, if you're into just kind of his background, musicians, they had more on stage than I've ever seen before, which was really cool part of the show. Um, you know, saw him at the Coliseum 
which we've been there before, and there's really not a bad seat. So I would suggest if you ever go to Adele or go to a concert at the Coliseum, you're really not hurting paying for any seat that you get because we're in the very top of the very back row. We had no problem seeing, hearing, no obstructed view. Um, every one of those seats is pretty good, and so I would I would go on the cheaper side uh, to save some money. Um, a Park MGM, the La La Noodle uh, for a meal, for dinner, uh, always good. Also at Luxor, at Diablo's, uh, we had a $20 credit, and food was really, really good. Service was good. Um, definitely Excalibur, Luxor, Mandalay, you know, those three are kind of coupled together. Um, all different, all kind of unique, all quirky, um, all really types of different people that you see there. So, again, like I said in my previous call, if you stay in that part of the strip, you're definitely committing to a difference uh, between that and center strip. Um, went downtown a couple of nights. Uh, stayed at the – didn't stay at the place, the plaza, quite a bit more than I have in the past. Uh, enjoyed their table limits quite a bit. Um, also, we were there at Golden Gate, whatever. They started kind of shutting down for the evening. Uh, they were closing for five days, I think, to do some work inside the casino. So it was really, really weird to see them – shutting everything down around midnight and kind of telling people to leave. But uh, we, we like Golden Gate, so excited to see what they do uh, with some renovation uh, on the casino floor. Uh, and then lastly, last night uh, in Golden Nugget, put my phone down to charge uh, on a slot machine and came back five minutes later after realizing I had left it and it was gone. Uh, security team was very nice and friendly, uh, but uh, phone was shut off by whoever took it. And so... Uh, kind of ruin the last part of the evening, uh, but just just remember, if you use the slot machine to charge your phone, be mindful, take away with you. Thank you. All right, sorry that happened to you. Yeah, appreciate the report. We went we went into uh, Golden Gate after they had reopened, and not mm-hmm. really a huge noticeable difference. I think it really was just carpeting. Yep. Um, although the video poker machines back in the old. Um, uh, Dupars. Yeah, Dupars area. Those are gone. Yeah. I was sad about that because I played those all the time. I know, time. you played those a lot. Those were 8-5 progressives that were mm-hmm. uh, bonus poker that were tied into some of the others on the strip at their property. Or, so You mean downtown at their properties? Yeah. Oh, man. My brain is going. <laughs> I'm oh, feeling no. progressively shittier. Like, Aww. we started the show. I'm like, hey, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling better than I was yesterday. And as this goes on, I'm just like, oh, uh. I'm not going to speak for the rest of the day, which, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate your call, Matt. Let's check in again with Doug. Hey, guys. Doug from Virginia again. Just uh, wanted to follow up a few more things with Fountain Blue. Uh, as far as the Players Club sign-up, there was a huge line, at least 20 or 30 people, uh, waiting for about six or eight uh, humans to interact with uh, to get their cards. But if you went just past that, there were two self-service kiosks where there was no line. So, that's where I walked, but I didn't even get to the kiosk before a hostess with the handheld machine found me. So, again, I was just very glad to skip that line. Um, did a little gambling, no big wins. Um, would I stay there? I don't know. I'll have to research it. I'm curious what the pool situation will be like, and well, I'm curious what the restaurant situation will be like. Didn't try any food, only cocktails, and apparently – my friend said only about 10 of the 20 restaurants were open. Um, parting thought, I was there with a friend. She's a local. She summed it up pretty well. Um, it was it was nice. It was new. It was shiny. 
but didn't have a lot of character. It felt like everyone was there just trying to be sneaky. So, I don't know. Hopefully it's successful. Um, but I thought that summed it up pretty well. And I know a lot of people said the same thing about Resorts World when it opened. So, one other nice thing, it is a very short walk from there out to the Strip uh, and over to Resorts World. You just cross the street, the Circus Circus. You know, give it a wide berth, just walk in front of it, and I'd say within five minutes you can be at Resorts World. So it's kind of nice having two nice new options close by. Um, all right, that's it for this trip. Uh, love the show. Merry Christmas. Happy Atheist Kids Get Presents Day. And uh, Happy New Year. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. All right. I like that. Thank yeah. you uh, very much for your reports. Appreciate the calls and your observations. All right. Here's a good one. Fuck the deuce, fuck the deuce, fuck the deuce. Just crawl or rent a skateboard. Don't take the deuce. That's sage advice. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. All right. Not a fan of the deuce. No. Moving along. A couple more calls. We're going to check in with Zach again. Hi, Tim and Michelle. Zach from Elk Grove calling back with a belated uh, part two to my trip report this last week. Um... The non-Fontainebleau report. So a um, couple of things real quick. Stayed at Palazzo and the ongoing discussion about home. Palazzo has been my home for a while now. Um, I just love it there. It truly does feel like home if you go back during the afternoon for a little reset, take a nap on the couch in the nice living room. And um, they're all very nice there as well. The $20 trick always uh, gets me basically whatever I ask for within reason. Um, but as far as like view, floor, type of room, whatever. Um, so love Palazzo. Love staying there. Uh, went to the Neon Museum for the first time. Um, if any, if anybody hasn't done that, like me, um, and you are appreciative of the, the history of Vegas, it's very cool. It's, it only takes like an hour. The docents there are super nice, super knowledgeable, highly recommended. It's in a weird part of town. It's sort of downtown adjacent. Um, so you want to Uber there. You don't want to walk over from downtown. But uh, very cool and well worth the experience. And, and not like I said, not a long um, trip or a long Long time staying there. It's like an hour and you're good. Um, strip was pretty busy. I used to always go this time of year and it's usually kind of dead. Strip was pretty busy with two very notable exceptions. Uh, Resorts World, dead as a doornail when I was in there. That's sad because I actually like Resorts World. But boy, that was that place dead. And then I went down to the South Strip um, on Wednesday night and uh, walked through Luxor and Excalibur to get to Mandalay Bay. Um, Excalibur is actually pretty busy. Luxor so-so. Mandalay Bay was also dead. Uh, so don't know what either of those things mean, but it's a little saddening because I, I, both those places have a little soft spot in my heart. Um, so, but for the most part, very busy. Uh, strip was, was crowded. Um, Ada Delmonico is always solid. Ada Giada is always solid. Uh, all in all, a good trip other than the gambling. Um, the dice were a little cold. So anyway. That was it, uh, and I just wanted to say to Michelle, I was I wanted to wish you a magical holiday season and a special New Year's with all of your dreams coming true. All right, <laughs> thanks guys for all you do. Bye bye. <laughs> that was on him, not on me. I know. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate that, especially the ending. Mm-hmm. Good reviews. Yeah, Neon Museum is a gem. Yes, it is interesting. Like when we were there to see where there are certain pockets that where things are super busy, mm-hmm. and then others where not so much. Yep. Like Bellagio is always just fucking always busy. hectic. Yeah, especially the conservatory. Yeah, the conservatory in the lobby. But even just walking through the casino. Yeah. Lots of Mosiers mm-hmm. at uh, 
at Bellagio. Like, yeah. Come on, fucking pick up the pace. Walking six across. Mm-hmm. Resorts World was calmer, although the center bar was very busy. Yeah. All right. One more call this week. Then we'll call it a day. All right. Let's check in one more time with Ben. Hey, guys. This is Ben. So about last night, uh, made some phone calls, left some voicemails. Um, don't really remember what I said, but my wife says it was pretty incoherent. So hopefully it's good for a chuckle. Uh, anyway, we're headed home. We just ran into you guys actually at the Aria. Thank you for stopping and uh, saying hi. We were so nervous. My wife was saying after we after we walked away that she was more nervous meeting you than when the time she met Britney Spears. So what? we appreciate that you stopped and uh, and said hi. Uh, I love the podcast. I think my wife is going to call later with some actual constructive reviews as opposed to my guttural moanings and uh, uh, drunken rantings. Bye. <laughs> That's high praise. Well, yeah. I would be so nervous if I met Britney Spears. Oh my God, I know. And then there's us. <laughs> Don't be nervous if you ever meet us. We're yeah. nothing. Uh, it was lovely Thank to meet you. Thank you for saying hi. Yeah, it was very nice for you to yes. say hi. I'm glad that we got to, uh, to have a little chat. A and yeah, yeah it, was, it was very nice meeting you. Yeah. So, um, What else? Anything else before we get out of here? Nope, you need to rest your voice now. Thanks for the drunk dials as well, Ben. They were very entertaining and appreciate them. And thank you for all the calls to all of our callers this week. Appreciate all of you. If you would like to join them, give us a call at 702-866-9494. Reviews, observations, drunken ranting about (laughs) the deuce, whatever it might be. We'd love to hear from you. All right, two quick karma donation thank yous. Tim from Ohio, birthday uh, trip coming up actually happening right now oh ending today okay currently on a birthday trip yes staying downtown hoping to knock out a few video poker progressives at four queens i hope Hope that that happened happened. for you hope you had a wonderful time yeah and uh, appreciate the support of the show and then michael with a karma donation there was no note on that one but thank you michael appreciate all of your support as well all right 500bymidnight.com is our website. Dear Tim and Michelle questions. Okay, so next week, we're going to have to do some homework. Yep. Next week, we're going to do Vegas, Vegas wishes. wishes, and we're going to do the Dear Tim and Michelle question okay. that, um, that I've... Guillermo? Yeah, that Guillermo yes. sent. So if you have any Dear Tim and Michelle questions, send them our way. Maybe we'll do a few. Uh, 500gmail.com is the place to send those. And again, our voicemail line, 702-866-9494. <sighs> the Vikings managed to score. It is now three and thirteen with oh, about six what a minutes to go in the second end quarter. To another shitty Viking season. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, thanks everybody for listening and for putting up with my uh, whining about not feeling great today. And we will be back soon with another show. Let's get you some tea and get you back to bed. Do you have any of that throat coat? I do. I might have to have some of that. I think that would help. All right. I'm I have go- lots of lozenge type thing because when oh, I was I dealing know, I with that cough, the- yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to go suck on lozenges and drink hot tea and feel better. And next week I'll be in tip top form All right. for the podcast. All right. Have a great week, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.